Listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. I'm Gary Duncan. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. It's time for our moment on the lighter side. And today, uh, we welcome back Dr. Luke, author of the Gospel of Luke, who has been giving us his unique insights on the story of Holy Week. We're calling this series Luke's Exclusives. And I thought, Mr. Duncan, uh, today I would share with you uh, the unique contribution I made in the account of the Lord's Supper. Well, that sounds like a very appropriate idea, Dr. Luke. So what are your exclusives about that night? Well, in point of fact, I'd actually like to start with the things that I have in common with the rest of the gospel writers. Uh, let me start with the details we all share. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and, and even the account is found in Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Well, that sounds like a plan. So where would you like to start? Well, let, let's start with my partner, Matthew. Uh, read, if you would, Matthew 26, verse 26. Okay. And now as they were eating, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. It is a surprising thing to note, but it, but it is a fact that in all four records of the Lord's Supper, we all agree explicitly in these exact words of Jesus. This is my body. Why would that be surprising? After all, you were all inspired by the same Holy Spirit, so why should we be shocked that your words would all be the same? Well, it's true, we were all inspired by the same Spirit, but it's also true we were unique individuals with distinctive backgrounds. I mean, also, we had different sources to draw upon. Uh, you know, Matthew and John, they were eyewitnesses to the events. Mark was a protege of an eyewitness. Paul had a direct revelation from Jesus himself. And what about you, Dr. Luke? Well, you know, I, I was the lone historian. I was the only one who got his knowledge after the fact by systematically interviewing those who were there. Uh, so naturally, with five different men and five different backgrounds, there is bound to be some difference in the way we describe the events. And when there is word-for-word -word agreement, it is obviously something very noteworthy. You know, the differences in your gospel have never bothered me. In fact, to me, it confirms that you wrote the truth. What do you mean by that, Mr. Duncan? Well, see, I have this friend who works at the police department. He tells me whenever they interview a bunch of perps. Wait, wait a second, Mr. Duncan. Did I hear you right? You said your friend burps? No. No, 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 no. I said perps. That's what police call suspects in a crime. Anyway, when they interview these suspects and they all say the exact same story and the exact same words, they figure it must be a lie. Because you see, true witnesses will agree on the major facts, but will have some differences in the details. Well, well let me assure you, uh, I and the other gospel writers are not perps. And we certainly aren't liars. And you're right, if you read our accounts of the Lord's Supper, you will find a lot of differences. But in this detail, we all agree word for word. Jesus said, this is my body. That's what he said. Not something we concocted together. I never meant to question your accuracy, Dr. Luke. I, I read all your accounts, and they are the words of a true witness. But why do you think the Spirit moved you all to record these exact words of Jesus? Well, well, because these words are so hard to believe in the first place that the Spirit didn't want to add any element of doubt as to what Jesus said. What do you mean these words are hard to believe? Well, come on, Mr. Duncan, you're a smart man. 
Uh, as a doctor, I have a logical and rational mind trained in the art of observation and conclusion as such a reasonable person. When I hear Jesus say, this is my body, uh, my mind automatically wants to insert the term represents or, or symbolizes my body in the equation. I mean, it's only logical. But the spirit insists in all four accounts that what Jesus said is, this is my body. You know, it's the same way for me, Dr. Luke. When I hear the phrase, this is my body, I want to substitute the word spirit. I mean, I could believe that Jesus is spiritually present in the Lord's Supper, but to think his body is present in, with, and under the bread, that's kind of hard to believe. And yet, those are the clear words that Jesus used, and there is no disagreement about it. As hard as it is for us to grasp, he said, this is my body. And of course, it only gets more difficult if you read on. Well, we'll now read from my buddy uh, Mark, uh, chapter 14, verse 24. Okay. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank of it. And Jesus said to them, This is my blood for the covenant which is poured out for many. Now, there are those words again. This is. And they are attached to something. That's just as hard to believe as the word body. He took the cup and said, this is my blood. I appreciate these are difficult words to believe, and I understand why there are some Christians who doubt them. But if we're going to start throwing things out just because it's hard to believe, why there won't be much of anything left of Christianity, why that Jesus is present in the supper, is his body and blood, why, why that's no harder to believe than what we'll be celebrating shortly. I'm assuming you're talking about Easter? Well, yes, and, and believe you me, that's hard to believe. As a doctor... I know when someone's dead, they're dead. Now, I'm not talking about supposedly dead, as I recorded about the time they tried to stone the Apostle Paul. I'm talking about real dead. Blood and water flowing from your side dead. So dead that the Roman guards don't break your legs dead. Lying in the tomb three days dead. Nobody who is really dead comes back to life. But Jesus did. And we will also rise from the dead when Jesus returns, which is, again, something very hard to believe for many. You know what I think is the hardest thing to believe? What's that, Dr. Luke? That Jesus would do all this, suffer, die, rise again, for a bunch of dang sinners like you and me. Yeah, and as I mentioned earlier, I mentioned the word perps. He's doing it for the perps. <laughs> the perps, that's exactly the perps. Yeah. Yeah. And yet, Dr. Luke, it's true. And that is what we believe. And so from the very beginning to this day, the vast majority of Christians have heard the words of Jesus and believed that his body and blood is present there in the Lord's Supper. Now, they may use different terms to describe it, but they all agree there is something there more than just bread, wine, or spirit. You know, the term that Pastor Lekomsky likes to use about the Lord's Supper is real presence. Huh. Well, that's an excellent way to describe it. I guess it's true. Even a blind pig finds a truffle sometimes. <laughs> I'm sure Dr. Lukomsky will be pleased you compared him to a pig. Actually, I, I think he got the phrase from Martin Luther. Well, you know, that makes sense. Pastor Lukomsky is pretty good at borrowing the smart things other people say. I know it's hard to believe that Jesus is present in his body and blood in the supper and and for those who doubt, all I can say is please, please just listen carefully to the words of Jesus. I appreciate all this, Dr. Luke, but we still haven't got to your exclusive details of the Lord's Supper. Well, yet, yet, yet before we get to my unique contribution, 
we really need to share the unique words of another gospel writer. It will make you appreciate my distinctiveness all the more. Return, if you could, to the Gospel of Matthew. Okay. For this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. Again, there's the phrase, this is my blood. But Matthew alone tells us why that body and blood are there in the supper. For the same reason that body and blood were shed upon the cross. It is there for us to eat and drink for the forgiveness of sins. Don't you see the body and blood are there so we might know we are really forgiven. No symbolism here. Just the sure word of Jesus' forgiveness. I'd almost be jealous that the Spirit gave Matthew this wonderful truth, but the Spirit also gave me a wonderful insight to share. If you would now finally read my account of the Lord's Supper, you've heard it from Matthew and Mark, but tell me what is singular about that report. A detail yet unheard in Matthew, Mark, or, or the Apostle Paul. Okay, from the Gospel of Luke. And he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, the cup, after they had eaten, saying, This is the cup that is poured out for you, is the new covenant in my blood. So I, I think you might have got it there. I'll give you a hint. It's just two little words. But they are repeated twice. I know exactly what you're talking about, Dr. Luke, and you heard me emphasize those two little words. I, I did. Yeah, this is my body given for you, and my blood poured out for you. For along with the words, this is, they're the most important words of the supper. For Jesus just wants you to simply believe that everything he did on the cross, he did for you. Uh, the body and blood are for you, for the forgiveness of your sins. Uh, my prayer is that everyone who celebrates the Lord's Supper this coming Monday, Thursday, will believe those simple words of Jesus, that it is his body given and his blood shed for you, for the forgiveness of sins. Dr. Luke, you know, like Pastor Lakomsky, I don't always say the smartest things, but I do know a wise saying when I hear it. As it has been said, that person is truly worthy and well-prepared who has faith in these words, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. Thank you so much, Dr. Luke, and have a blessed Holy Week. And we'll talk next Monday about the exclusive details you recorded about the Easter story. Talk to you then, Gary. Look forward to it. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org.